0: The blessing of God does not fail. He said, The blessing of the Lord make it rich and added no soul. Every child of God has been given, but not every child of God has received. This is the word lambano. Lambano is an active word. Lambano means to take. Lamana needs to go and get a hold of something. They that receive abundance of grace shall reign in life. It grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God.
1: Holy yes, we bless you, we are gone. we glorify your name, for there is none like
0: you, are. all praise, all adoration, all wisdom, all power, all minds all to be here. be unto you forever and ever, and ever and ever, blessed be your name, for you are the lion and the lamb, in Who love us and wash us from our sins with his own blood. Yes, and made us kings and priests unto God. Oh yes. Oh these who are sitting Yes. Yes, we bless
1: you, Lord. But our
0: hearts, our minds are open. to Receive the word of God. I pray for your people
1: that they receive it as the truth of God, that they receive it as a better way. That Let will be transformed as your word abides in them. That they'll bring forth much more fruits of the word of
0: God. That grace and peace will multiply amongst them. In Jesus' mighty name.
1: Hallelujah Praise the Lord You may be seated Hallelujah Glory to God
0: Amen Welcome to Last service Last Sunday service of the month Hallelujah Amen Glory, glory Ready for the word?
1: Amen. So we're talking about cleansed by the blood, right? So let's go straight to it. Hallelujah. So that uh, we can cover more ground. Amen. It's good to, I believe we stopped at... uh, First episode I must Romans, right? Romans in chapter six. It's still in six, amazingly. Wow. Okay.
0: Romans chapter six. I believe we start somewhere
1: around uh eleven. Hallelujah. Romans chapter six. Verse 11, Praise God Today, let's read One, two, go Praise the Lord Is it like rice? Recall yourself Amen I read from the New Living Translation. It says, So you should consider yourself to be dead to the power of sin. Hallelujah. Amen. It says, Consider yourself dead to the power of sin. In other words, sin has no power over you. Amen. Let's say that with me. Sin has no power over me. I don't know. Are you enjoying the series Cleansed by the Blood? You like it? Mix. Oh, yeah. It's important we get Every word of God is important. Amen. God build up every part of us so that we'll be perfect. Amen. Hallelujah. He said, consider yourself dead to the power of sin and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Amen. Next verse. He says, Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in the lusts thereof. It says, let not. Another version says, don't let. If you read from the NLT, if you also read from the NIV, it says, therefore, do not let sin rain in your mortal body. Hallelujah. He says, don't let sin rain. How does sin rain in your body? Huh? Yeah. Yeah? How does sin rain in your body? To reign means to dominate. Praise God! Do you remember in Adam and Cain? Rather, I told you that when Adam sinned, praise God, by disobeying God, Amen. That that um, remember uh, that act of sin. Became hereditary. Praise God! I was trying to show you something like that last. Season. Became hereditary. So when King was supposed to offer a sacrifice, he didn't offer the right thing. Praise God! And because he did not offer the right thing, it was not accepted. Amen. Then God came to him and said. Cain, why is your countenance down, falling? And he said to him, Let's go there. It's
0: Genesis and go
1: Genesis and chapter should be four, right? Verse 6. Genesis chapter 4. Verse 6. Hallelujah. Are you there? And the Lord said unto Cain, right? Why are that wrath? And why is the countenance falling? Praise God. He says, if thou dost well, thou shalt not not be accepted. And if thou dost not well, he says, Sin lies at the door. Praise God. You see that? It says, Sin lies at the door. Praise God. And unto thee shall be what? And unto thee shall be what? And thou shalt rule over him. Hallelujah. So he says, The desires of sin... Is in use. God is admonishing Cain. Praise God. He says, you didn't do well. You don't Cain knew what to do. Cain knew. If he didn't know, God wouldn't talk to him like this. Praise God. So Cain knew what to do and decided not to do it. Decided to offer anything to God. So the Lord comes to him and said, you were not accepted because you didn't do well. Praise God. And he says to him, he says, you did not do well because sin is close to you. That disobedient spirit that your father had, praise God, is, he says, it's close to you. He says, sin lies at the door. Praise God. Amen. He says, and unto thee shall be his desire. Let me read another version.
0: At first, now, first
1: New Living Translation. Let me read. It says, You will be accepted if you do what is right. Amen. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you first God! You see that? He says, unto thee shall be his desire. Remember, Jesus Christ said, he that sins is a servant of sin. And in Romans, he says, do not let sin put his desire in you. Hallelujah. Are you understanding the genesis of it? Amen. I said, sin is a master. So, because Adam, Adam, Adam did the first disobedience, that character, that spirit entered into man or man. That character of being able to disobey God. Praise God. So the Lord is warning him and said, Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. So he says, if you don't do it, sin is going to dominate you. So he's warning came. He says, well, you have to be strong. You are the one to dominate it. Don't allow it to dominate you. Hallelujah. Are you getting that? Let me read from the Revised Standard. R.S.V. It says, if you do well, will, that not, will you not be accepted? If you do not well, and if you do not well, if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must master it. Praise God. You getting that? Let's, let's go back to Romans. So we see that um, The Lord warned Cain That sin Was trying to Dominate him Was trying to make him a servant First God, Hallelujah So in verse 12 Where it says Let not sin reign in your mortal body That you should Obey it In the lust In the desires Thereof he's saying the same thing that God said to Cain first God, hallelujah he says unto thee shall be his desire he says sin wants to make you do its desire so he's telling us the same thing he says don't let sin reign in your mortal body that you shall obey it on the lost day of verse 13 he said neither ye give your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin But yield your members, but yield yourself. When he says your members, he's talking about your body. The members of your body. He says, don't yield the members. What are the members of your body? Your eyes, your nose, your your ears. So he says, don't yield your eyes to what? To sin. There are some things that sin wants you to look at. Praise God. There are some things that sin wants you to see. And there are some things that you should not see. Your eyes should be holy. Amen. Your eyes are too holy to look at, at pornography. Praise God. Amen. Your eyes are too holy to look at the wrong things. So hey, it says, Don't give your members as instruments of sin. Don't use your hands. Jesus Christ said, If your hand causes you to sin, He says, Cut it off. That's what Jesus Christ is saying. Jesus Christ is saying, don't eat your hands to sing. Don't eat your members of your body. Don't eat your eyes, your hands, your legs. Praise God. It's mostly the eyes and the hands anyway. Praise God. <laughs> to sing. Hallelujah. Again, you understand understanding that. So if you can... Don't eat your mouth. as another member. Your mouth. To curse people. No, your mouth is not for cursing people. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't ye allow sin... Take over your mouth, your eyes, your legs, your body. Amen. Are you getting it? So it's something you have to practically practice, right? Put to work. Amen. Glory, glory. Are you with me? He said, "Neither lead your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourself unto God." Hallelujah. Are you seeing that? He said, "But yield yourself unto God." As those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto dead. So you're saying your members are instruments of righteousness. Your eyes, your mouth, your mouth is an instrument of righteousness to do righteous things. Hallelujah. To speak righteous things. Amen. Your hands are instruments of righteousness. Hallelujah. See my eyes, my hands, my mouth are instruments of righteousness. They are not instruments of sin. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, for sin, you see, he's saying it again. Verse 14. He says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. Amen. For you are not under the law, but under grace. That's the reason he's saying this. Hallelujah. And we're going to get to that. I want you to mark it. We're going to come back to it. He says, for sin shall not have dominion over you, because you are not under the law, you are under... What does it mean? We're going to come back to it. Hallelujah. That's in chapter 7. Okay. Let's continue, right? What then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace God forbid? He said, Know ye not that of to whom ye ye yourselves servants obey, is servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death... And of obedience unto righteousness. That's that's wonderful. Amen. He says, don't you know that who you yield yourself, you can say, oh, I have righteousness by faith, and yet you are yielding yourself, you see, to sin. So you, you, you have righteousness by faith, but you're yielding yourself to sin as an instrument. You're becoming a servant of sin. Praise God. So he says, no, that's not correct. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The 17th says, but thanks be unto God. Hallelujah. Amen. Thanks be unto God that you were servants of sin. He says, we were, we were. Hallelujah. He says, you were. So you had a past. Right? You have a past, right? Somebody said the new creation doesn't have a past. He says, you were. <laughs> Meaning you have a past. Alright. Glory to God. He says, but you were servants of sin. If you didn't have a past, he wouldn't have said you were technically. Praise God. But thanks be unto God that you were servants of sin, but you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered to you. It's 18. It says it again. Being then made free from sin, you became servants of righteousness. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And of, of course, he's trying to use human technology to so explain something here. Yeah. Praise God. See so 19, it says, I speak after the man of men. Because of the infirmity of your flesh, <laughs> he says, "I'm trying to just, I'm using this servant and you know, main language so that you will understand what I'm referring to." Praise God. Amen. Because somebody says, "I'm not a servant, I'm not a servant," you know, so he's trying to say, "I'm just using this terminology <laughs> to to help you understand it." Hallelujah. For as ye have yielded your members servants to uncleanness unto iniquity into iniquity, even so now yield your members servants to righteousness unto holiness. For when we were the servants of sin, you were free from righteousness. What fruit had ye in those things whereof you are now ashamed of? It says, those things you did in your past life, It says, you're now ashamed of it. this says, what, what fruit did you get? When you think about your past, you're ashamed of what you did. The end of those things is death But now being made free from sin Says it again And become servants to God You have your fruits Unto holiness And the end what everlasting life For the wages of sin Is death But the gift of God is eternal life Through Jesus Christ our Lord Amen Next chapter I'll be the next verse Ready 7-1 Chapter seven one and he wants to explain something. Know you not brethren, for I speak to them that know the laws. In other words, he's talking to the Jews among them. Because he wants to say he wants to speak of things that are pertaining to Jewish heritage. How that the law had dominion over a man as long as he lives. He said the law had dominion over a man as long as he lives. For the woman which has a husband is bound by the law to her husband so long as he lives. But if the husband be dead, she is loosed from the law of her husband. Praise God. So then, if while her husband liveth, she be married to another man, she shall be called, what? An adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is free from that law. So that she is no adulteress though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also have become dead to the law by the body of Christ. Amen. So he's talking to the Jews that were under the old covenant. Amen. He says, you are have, you have dead to the law. Amen. He says, you are dead to the law through the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Just the way the explanation he gave. Praise God. Of the woman and the husband. So he says, you are dead to the law. Because legally we are dead. The old you is dead. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. You need to understand that the Christian is a new creature. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a new creature. You're actually new. Amen. The old you, the past you is dead. Hallelujah. Amen. The old you is dead. That's why I said those heritage... You are dead to all those heritage. You are dead to all the negative things that came through your physical heritage. Hallelujah. You are dead to those things. Don't allow them to dominate your life. Amen. Don't allow sin to dominate your life. Don't allow anything from the human life or your tribal or family lineage to dominate you. Praise God. Hallelujah. You are dead to it. Glory to God. Amen. You're dead to it. And you know, some of these things are stubborn. So you have to use the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. To deal with them and enforce the reality of the life that you have. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory. Where are we? Okay. That's four, right? Well, for right, wherefore, my brother, you also are become dead to the law by the body of Christ, that you should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead. Hallelujah! That we should bring forth fruit unto God. It says, "For when we were in the flesh," Hallelujah! You see that? This is "When we were," are you getting it? We were. That's another past, right? So you had a past. Okay. So when we were in the flesh, it says the motions of sins. The motions of sin, the desires of sins. Praise God. The desires of sins. Now, it's very funny in King James. It says, Which way by the law did walk in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. I'm, I'm going to read from another another version. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to read from the RSV so that you understand when it says, Which way by the law. It says, While we're living in the flesh, our sinful passions aroused by the law we are at work in our members to bear fruit unto death now it's going to explain that later on so I want to explain that now Praise God but now verse six we are delivered from the law you see we're doing a lot of reading right I hope you're following <laughs> that's the best way to do it you just got to read it Amen. it's very sweet to read it right? alright He says, but now, we are delivered from the law. Being dead when we were aired. That we should serve in newness of spirit. And not in the oldness of the letter. He's talking about two things. Amen. He's introducing two things here. Hallelujah. He said that we are dead to the law. Now, remember the Old Testament is mostly called the law. Hallelujah. Just the law. So, he says, and remember the Old Testament was... Written. Praise God. So it says, now we are new creatures. We serve God not in the oldness. Not in that old letter. Praise God. Not in the oldness of those, those laws. The Ten Commandments. Or some tablet of stones. Or the hundreds of laws. Praise God. That were are written. Amen. We're not serving God with that. He says we're serving God... In newness of spirit, hallelujah. Hello. We're serving God in what? In newness of spirit. Hallelujah. There's a new, there's a new spirit, there's a new conscience. Hallelujah. There's a new heart. There's a new conscience. Hallelujah. So so it says the old uh while we're in the flesh, the, the motions of sin which were by the law. Meaning that, what he's talking about, he it says it later. He says to the kind of man, when the kind of man hears, Don't touch this, don't touch this, that desire to touch it will increase in the kind of man. Praise God. That's why he says, uh, The motions of sin which were by the law, in other words, which were aroused by the law. Amen. You see, there's some people they don't have a problem with touching something, but the moment there's a law, Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. That's when the desire to do it. He says, that's canality. Praise God. Let's continue. Hallelujah. What shall we say? Verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law saying, God forbid. God forbid. That's what we're saying. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. He says, I didn't know sin. I didn't know sin but the law. But by the law. He says, For I had not known lust except the law had said, Thou shalt not convert. He said, I didn't know it was wrong to convert. I didn't know it was wrong to want to possess what belongs to another person. I didn't know covetousness was. He said, I didn't know without the law. But see, taking occasion by the commandment, wrath in me. Now remember, he's talking to the Jews. Amen. And he's talking to the Jews. And in this part, he's going back to the Old Testament. Amen. He's talking as though he's personifying himself what it means to be in the Old Testament. So he's explaining the status of a Jew. Hallelujah. Before he meets Christ. So that's what he starts talking about here. It says, but sin taking occasion by the commandment wrought in me all manner of concupiscence. For without the law, sin was dead. It says, so it seems. Sin seems dead without the law. For I was alive without the law once. But when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. Praise God. Because before God gave the Jews the law, they were doing all kinds of things. They were doing all kinds of living, anyhow. They were once alive without the law. But the moment the law came at Mount Sinai, the moment the law came, Moses gave them the law. Then, that thing that you were doing before the law, you're not doing now, you're in trouble. Praise God. Because the law came. So that's why I said, I was once alive as a Jew. They were once alive when they were in Egypt without the law. But when the law came, it's a sin revived. That sin that they were doing, that fornication that they were fornicating before, Sin now revived. Sin now had power. Because the law came. The law gave it power. Praise God. It's sin revived and I died. You see? Because in Egypt, they could fornicate and not get into trouble. But now when they came to the promised land, you fornicate, you see, you're stoned to death. <laughs> Praise God. You getting it now? You're stoned to death. So it says, I was once alive without the law. But now, When the law came, sin became powerful. And I died. Hallelujah. Are you understanding this? Making sense? Hallelujah. Verse 10. And the commandment which was ordained to life. He says the the commandment, the law, was meant to give life. He said the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. For sin, taking occasion by the commandment, deceive me. You see that? Sin deceives. A, sin is a deception. It deceives. It said, Deceive me and by it slew me. Wherefore the law is holy. And the commandment is holy and just and good. He said the Lord is good. Was then that which is good made dead unto me? God forbid but sin that it might appear sin, walking death in me. By that which is good, that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. He says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am kinda sword on the sin. You see that? It says, The law is spiritual. It's talking about the Jew. To so the Jew, the law is spiritual. Amen. But he says, As a Jew, under the law, he says, I'm... I'm I'm carnal. Praise God. I'm carnal. Sword on the scene. Praise God. You see, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that I do not. But what I hate, that I do. Let me just read from another version. <laughs> it's NLT. He says, I don't really understand myself. For I want to do what is right. But I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. He's not talking about the Christian. Amen. He's talking about the Jew. Amen. He's talking about the carnal kind of man. The man that is not born again yet. And of course, baby Christians will find themselves in such light also. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright. It says, Now. Now, the 17. It says, Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. He said, "That he says there's no more I that do it. He says, sin. He says, sin dwells in me. He's talking about the kind of man. He says, sin dwells in me. How does sin dwell in somebody when that person has yielded his members to be dominated by sin desires? Sin will not dwell in that person. You see? You see? Hallelujah. He says, sin dwells in me." How did sin enter into him? Sin entered through what? One man. Adam. By one man, sin entered into the world. Praise God. Sin entered into the world. Sin entered into man. That virus of sin entered into man through Adam. Producing man the ability to disobey God. Hallelujah. And it has passed to all men. All men after Adam. Praise God. Amen. Alright. Verse 18. He said, For I know that in me that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. He says, I know, I know in my flesh. What are the works of the flesh? In Galatians, fornication, adultery, drunkenness, lasciviousness, witchcraft. You see, in such lives. He says, I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. Why? Because sin was there. Sin was ruling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, for to will, to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. He says, I want to obey the law of Moses. I want to do the law of God. But, he says, this constant struggle. It's 19. He says, for the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, he says, that I do. Verse 20. He now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Says, I say, I don't want to, I'm not going to do this thing again. I'm not going to do this thing again. I'm, I, I, says, I find myself doing it. He says, what's wrong? I don't want to do this, and I'm still doing it. And he says, it's not, it's not me that's doing it. It's sin that's, that dwells in me. Now, he's understanding it. That there's something dwelling in him. There's something dwelling in him that makes him do what he doesn't want to do. Praise God. I find then a law. That's the law of Moses. Love God. That when I would okay, praise God. Okay, it says I find then a law. So it's it's talking about another law, right? He's calling it a law. That when I would do good, evil is present with me. So he's saying that, oh, in my, in my mind, I want to do the law of God. What's a law? A law means an instruction, right? A law means a rule, a a commandment, an instruction. Praise God. So he says, now, that's the law of God. He said, now I'm noticing that there seems to be another law. There seems to be another rule. Praise God. There seems to be another instruction that I get. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's like finding the Lord. that when I want to do good, evil is present with me. It says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. It says, in my mind, in my spirit, I, I delight to do the law of God. I delight to do what is right. Amen. I want to do that. Because the law is good. But I see another law in my body. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, "I see another law in my members. Glory to God! I see another. You know, if you're not looking at your Bible, I'm talking. Like you be dozed off. Praise God! Hello? Hey, you're not right. You got to be right. You got, got to be marking this thing. Hallelujah! You got to because hey, come on. You got to come back to these verses. Hey, hello? You're not just going to read. You know how many times I've read this thing? I've read this more than thirty times." I am I ever saying thirty times? Over the years. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Where are we? Verse 23, right? He said, But I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind. He said, In my mind, I want to I want to serve the law of God. In the old testament, I want to serve the law of God. Amen. But I see another law inside me. There's something. There's something. There's something in my body. You said there's something. There's another law. Warring against the law of my mind. You see, there's another law. Are you understanding this predicament? He said, there's something inside me. There's something inside me. What does he do? He says, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Hallelujah. He says, it brings me into captivity. This law brings me into captivity to the law of sin. Hallelujah. He said, My members. Oh, wretch man that I am. Talking about a Jew. Amen. So talking about the Christian. Amen. Remember, he's personifying himself as a Jew. You know, explaining the status from before the law to during the law. Now it's, it's about to enter Christ now. He says, Oh, wretch man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? He says, I'm doomed. In verse 25, It says, I thank God. True Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, I thank God. True Jesus Christ, our Lord. Because he was looking for deliverance from this issue. And now he finds a deliverance. There's a deliverance in Christ. There's a deliverance from this law of sin. There's a deliverance from this frustrated predicament. Jesus, I thank God through Jesus Christ alone so then with my mind I can serve the love of God but with the flesh the law of sin hallelujah next I'll be the next chapter right chapter 8 hallelujah why you see because in Christ Jesus oh hallelujah hallelujah that's what he said right we talked about it Sin was in the flesh. So what does God do? God says, I'm not going to be walking from the oldness of the letter anymore. Hallelujah. He says, uh, says, I'm going to serve in newness of spirit. What did God say about the spirit? God said, I'll put my laws in your heart. Hallelujah. And write them in your heart. A new spirit will I give you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So because sin was in the flesh, God decided to put the law in your spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So that you will not just want to do right. The ability will come from your spirit. Amen. Yeah. Just the way sin has the ability in the flesh. So the way for God to do it is to put righteousness. Righteousness. Sin is the ability to do wrong. Hallelujah. Righteousness is the ability to do right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God had to put in your spirit when you got born again, that ability to do right. Hallelujah. So that that ability will overcome. Hallelujah. That thing, whatever in your flesh is trying to make you do wrong, you will not be able, you will not have the power to overcome sin. Why? Because you are under grace. Hallelujah. That's why he said, he says, sin will have no dominion over you because you are not under the law, you are under grace. Because under the law, Sin was empowered. Praise God. Under the law, sin was empowered to dominate man more. Glory to God, because the man was carnal. But now, under grace, you are born with a new spirit. Hallelujah. You are under grace, your spirit has the ability of righteousness. The gift of righteousness is imparted to your spirit, and you receive the ability to do right. Under grace. So that's why I say sin will not have dominion over you because you are not. You are not seeing that old stuff anymore. Now you are in the new stuff. You are in grace. And in grace, you have received righteousness ability. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. So beautiful, right? I have the ability to do right. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. So he says, with my mind, I can serve the Lord God. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm in control hallelujah what 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 came could not do now I can do it hallelujah glory to God it's, all right chapter eight right verse one see I'm superior to sin I'm superior to sin hallelujah it says therefore there is therefore now what no condemnation, hallelujah, to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh. But have, now, you know, many times, I heard many people use this verse, they always stop in the first comma. Not, some people, 100%, 100% of the time that they read this verse, they always stop at, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Oh, That's where they stop. But that's not all the sentence. Praise God. Is that all the sentence? No. Look at what he says. Don't preach half truths. Praise God. Preach the full message. Hallelujah. He said, there is definitely no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Who are they? Who walk not after the flesh. Hallelujah. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. What's he saying? He's saying, number one, he's telling you the way that Christians walk. is different from the way unbelievers walk. He's saying that Christians don't walk after the flesh. They walk after the spirit. Hallelujah. They don't walk after the flesh. Hallelujah. They don't walk after the flesh. That's why there's no condemnation. Hallelujah. That's why there's no condemnation. Because they don't walk after the flesh. What does it mean to walk after the flesh? It means to do the works of the flesh. Fornication, adultery, lasciviousness, drunkenness. You see, such lights. Praise God. To you that Christians don't do this. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus, says there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because they don't walk after the flesh. They walk after the spirit. Amen. Verse 2. It says for the law of the spirit of Zoe. Hallelujah. Amen. For the law of the spirit of Zoe. What's he doing? It's introducing another law. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Hallelujah. Did you catch it? He's introducing another law here. Uh huh. It says, For the law, he calls this one now. There is the law of the old testament. Amen. Remember that? The Old Testament law. It's called the law. Amen. Also called the law Moses. Hallelujah. Then, in chapter 7, it tells about the law of sin. He said, I see another law in my members. He said, that law is the law of sin. Praise God. So there is the law, and there is the law of sin. Hallelujah. Then, in verse 2, he's introducing another law. Verse 3, right? He says, the law of the spirit of life. Where is it? In Moses? In the Old Testament? Where is it? In the new covenant! Hallelujah! In the new covenant! Praise God. now? In grace! <laughs> Hallelujah! In grace! Right? He said, the law came by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus. Amen! Now he says, in Christ Jesus... There is a law. Somebody said there's no law in Christianity. What are they talking about? Hallelujah. He said the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. So next time somebody is arguing with you, telling you the Christianity there's no law, tell them to this. Take them to this verse. This is just one of them. Hallelujah. There's a law. See, so there's law in there's law in grace. Hallelujah. But then there's law in grace. Amen. Glory, glory. Alright. He said, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, the law had made me free from the law of sin and death. which is what he talked about, the second one. Hallelujah. So he says, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. Thank you, Lord. Amen. For what the law could not do. Now, when it says the law, it's talking about the Old Testament law, right? Right? It's what the law could not do. That's what it's not talking about the same law in chapter, in verse 2. It's talking about the Old Testament law now. It's it for what the law could not do. In that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. Praise God. Is he condensing, paralyzing by the death on the cross. Amen. By death on the cross, he's paralyzing, condensing. Amen. That what? That what? That the righteousness of the Old Testament law, praise God, might be fulfilled in who? In us in the New Testament. Hallelujah. Amen. That the righteous of God might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh. You see it again? But after the Spirit. Glory to God. You see, we walk after the Spirit. We walk after the Spirit. That's the law. That's the law of the Spirit. The law of the Spirit of life. Hallelujah. James, James calls it the perfect law of liberty. Hallelujah. The perfect law of liberty. That's what James calls it. The perfect law of liberty. The perfect law of liberty. That James in chapter 1. He's also looking at the perfect law of liberty. It's a law that makes you free. Hallelujah. It makes you free. Hallelujah! So, what is he talking about when he says, "When he says the law"? Let's go to James. We'll come back. Let's see that you see it, right? Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, hallelujah! Let's go to James chapter one. We'll come back. Glory to God! I love the Word of God, sweeter than honey. Glory to God it's sweeter than honey is this sweeter than honey to you verse 25 James chapter 1 glory to God the word of God empowers you hallelujah it empowers you to do what he talks about amen yeah yeah that's the perfect law of liberty amen verse 25 are you there He said but also look at Into the word Perfect law of liberty and continued daring He being not a forgetful yearer Hallelujah But a doer of the work He said this man shall be blessed in his deeds Glory to God Amen He said this man shall be blessed in his deeds So when you look and see what God says you are How you should walk how you should live your life. He says when you keep that image and walk in it, he said you're going to be blessed in your deeds. Glory to God. Let's go back to Romans chapter eight. Glory to God. Verse five now. Romans chapter eight, verse five. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ah, ah, no condemnation in my life. Amen. No condemnation. You know what condemnation means? Condemnation comes from sin. When somebody sins, he receives condemnation. First God. You get it? So when somebody walks in the flesh, that's sin, right? Sin is walking in the flesh, walking after the flesh. Fornication, adultery, drunkenness, and so on. When somebody does that, he is to receive condemnation. Hallelujah. He says condemnation. But you see, there is no condemnation. Hallelujah. To those that are in Christ Jesus. Because they don't walk after the flesh. Hallelujah. They don't walk after the flesh. Thank you, Lord. That's five, right? He said, for they that are after the flesh, what... Do mind the things of the flesh. It is says those that are after the flesh, those who are not born again, those who are after the flesh, he said they do mind, they set their minds. They set their mind on the things of the flesh. Praise God. God. They are flesh, their mind is dominated by the flesh. Amen. Remember what I told you some weeks ago? I said you function with your mind. Praise God. So your mind is there. So in your conscience, if you delight in the love of God and say, I want to do something else, it's not about saying what it's not about what you like to do, it's about who dominates your mind. Is it the flesh or is it your conscience or your spirit? Praise God. See, your conscience is in your spirit. Glory to God. So what what dominates your mind concerning that thing? Hallelujah. So if somebody is dominated by the flesh concerning a particular subject or area, irrespective of what his conscience says, he's going to do what based on who dominates, who has dominion in his mind. Praise God. So I say, as you meditate on God's word, amen. Like James said, It being what? Not a forgetful era. How do you keep the word of God in your mind? By meditating. Praise God. You see? So by meditating, you're keeping the word in your mind. You're being not forgetful of God's word. Hallelujah. So as you do that, your conscience will get what? Stronger. Its influence over your mind concerning that topic, concerning that issue will get Stronger. And you'll be able to overcome, remove the influence of the flesh concerning that area of your mind. Praise God. If you're overcome with anger concerning certain things, you've got to meditate on God's word concerning self-control, concerning love. Hallelujah. That's the Lord's liberty. Amen. So as you meditate on self-control, as you meditate on meekness, as you meditate on love, these are instructions from the law of the spirit of life. Hallelujah! As you meditate on it, keep this—you are not forgetful of it. Hallelujah! The influence, the influence of your conscience over your mind will increase. Hallelujah. So you will unseat from dominion that anger that is from the flesh. And it will be replaced with self-control and love and meekness from your spirit. Praise God. Do you understand that? Yeah. So the battle is who controls your mind. Is it the flesh or is it the spirit? Is it your spirit? Amen. Hallelujah. So that's why in Galatians it says the flesh lost it against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. To prevent you from doing what you would. Hallelujah. Amen. If you just sit back there and just continue living your life. If, 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 if the flesh is dominating you in certain areas of your life. And you just ignore it. You just keep doing what you like. It will keep on dominating you. Praise God. It will keep on dominating you. You say that's the way you are. You say, This is the way I am. You just keep on doing it. It doesn't matter how many years sin has dominated you. The perfect law of liberty is able to make you free. Hallelujah. Amen. Doesn't matter. But you know, some just say, This is the way I am. This is the way I am. No, it's not the way you are. You've submitted to the flesh. Hallelujah. You're the one that has You can stop it. Because in Christ Jesus, you are blood washed. Hallelujah. You see, you have been delivered from sin. You are no longer a servant of sin. Hallelujah. You see? So you can control, you can can change the narrative. Amen. Hallelujah. So the moment you say, no, 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 I'm going to give attention to this issue. I'm going to, I'm not going to be a forgetful year. I'm going to continue in the word. I'm going to give this attention. To so get rid of this dominance from the flesh. Amen. Are you with me? Hello? Am I communicating? Am I speaking too much? Spiritual terminologies. Paul says compare spiritual things with spiritual. <laughs> Praise God. I wish I had a board, I would have drawn something. Praise God. Okay, so where are we? Okay, it says, "For they that are the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit do mind the things of the spirit." Let me read from another version, simply, uh, Revised Standard Version. It says, "For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh." First, of all. you see that they set their mind. What does what? Does, a baby Christian and a non-believer, well, what are they thinking about? They're thinking about fornication. They think about loss. They, they, they don't have any... any no decency in their minds. There's no boundary in their minds in what they think, in what they desire. They can desire anything that their mind seeks for, irrespective of what God says. They don't have respect for God's law. You see? So the baby Christian is all the unbelievers they they set their mind on the things of the flesh greed you see covetousness lust fornication adultery they set their minds on these things you see but hey the man that is of the spirit he sets his mind on the things of the spirit hallelujah amen you see so this one sets his mind on These things, why you don't want to set his mind on these other things? Amen. So, where is your mindset? You gotta ask yourself, right? You see, where where what what what, where is your mind set? Is your mind set on the things of the flesh or the things of the spirit? So it's your responsibility, amen. If you find that your mind is set on the things of the flesh you got to change it, hallelujah you got to what? Renew your mind Amen And set it to focus To desire The things of the spirit, amen Hallelujah See if you live according to the flesh Those who live according to the flesh Set their mind on the things of the flesh But those who live according to the spirit Set their mind on the things of the spirit Praise God Oh boy, let's hurry up Verse 7, right? Verse 6, okay For to be what? For to be what? Carnally minded is what? Is death. Now he's talking to the Christian, yeah. Hello? He says to be carnally minded is death. talking to the Christian. not an unbeliever. Now he has reached Christianity. He's no longer in the Jews. Now he's in Christianity. He says to be carnally minded is death. Is death. To be carnally minded is death. Praise God. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. Hallelujah. Zoe and Shalom. The Greek is Irene. I don't like saying Irene. I like saying Shalom. Praise God. That's old testament. That's Hebrew. Praise God. Amen. Just to be carnally minded is dead. What does that mean? What does it mean? To be carnally minded. What does it mean? Yes. And is dead. What does it mean? That's what I want. Yes. Is dead. Since to be carnally minded is dead. What do you understand by that? Huh? Judgment. Okay. Any other, any other thing? Eh? And now that's, that's to be carnally minded is dead works. Now he says, what is He said, to be carnally minded is dead. That means it leads to death. So that's what I want you to. What does it mean? He says, to be carnally minded. That means to walk in the flesh, to sin, right? He says, is dead. Like what he said, the witches of sin is dead. So he's saying the same thing, paraphrasing it. Now he says, Hellfire. Praise God! All right, let me tell you what it means. Let me tell you what it means. Hey, come on! He says, "To be carnally minded is death; to be spiritually minded is life." Praise God! It's the same thing he said when he said, "The wages of sin is death," and the free gift of God is eternal life. He's saying the same thing. He's telling you that when you set your mind on the flesh, praise God, when somebody, whether an unbeliever or a Christian, because now it's something of Christians, sets his mind on the things of the flesh. What is that? He's carnally minded. Sets his mind to be doing uh, fornication, hatred, malice, uh, wickedness. He says when somebody sets his mind, his death, he said it will produce death in his life. See, negative things, death doesn't stand for physical death, it refers to spiritual all the things that have to do with spiritual death. Negative things, praise God, sickness, disease, troubles, disappointments. You get it? Negative things, influence. He says his life will be ruled by. Death. So he says to so be carnally minded is death. Hallelujah. He's not necessarily talking about physical death. That's the end. Physical death is the end. But there are things that lead to There are things, there are characteristics of death. There are things that are siblings of death. You see? Sickness, disease, trouble. You say what? Disappointments. Uh you know, ups and downs, you get it, afflictions, you see, demonic afflictions, demonic oppressions. You get it. So when a man, when an unbeliever, or when a Christian, a baby Christian, is carnally minded, he says he's dead, he will have this in his life. Oh, this is so important. I wish you find the truth. Oh, praise God. Hello? How are you getting it? It says to be carnally minded is dead. I understood this many years ago. Many years ago. To be carnally minded is dead. It means it will produce death in your life. Christians don't know why they are suffering. Why things are not working well in your life. Because they are carnally minded. They are carnally minded. That's just one of the reasons some are experiencing trouble in your life. Praise God. You see, because I told you before, I said your mindset the time is what your atmosphere is. The atmosphere of your life. Hello? The atmosphere of your life is determined by your mindset. Praise God. He says, Guard your hearts with all vigilance. He says, Out of it are the issues of life. Praise God. So, in your life, where you have, if you're kindly minded and you have bitterness, you have fornication, loss, those things would. Bring some things to your life. You see? Because they are what? They are seeds. They are seeds that will produce a harvest. You see? But it begins in your mind. Praise God. So you want your life to be free from death. From any character of debt. You must be spiritually minded. Hallelujah. Hello. Hello. Yeah. It's like what Paul says. Peter says. He says, those who want to see good days. He says, let them keep their their mouth from speaking evil. That's what Paul was saying. Peter, if you want to have a good life, you want to, you want to see good days, he says... I'll show you that. past time. first. God. But I'll show you another time. Amen. was quoting from Scripture. So let him stay away from evil. What he was saying was let him be spiritually minded. Can I show you? Can I show you? Let's see. I think it's nice. i show you. So that uh, it would, um, you get more balance. Okay. First Peter, we're gonna go back to Romans. Let's go to First Peter chapter three. First Peter chapter three verse ten. Amen. This is Peter's version of saying what Paul said. First God. He says to be carnally minded. Remember, God said death and life. You know, what that Seth. Yeah, you know, it's a place death and life, and power pound the tongue. Yeah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> then Moses told them, He says, I've put death and life before you. He says, Choose life. You see? Then He tells them that if you obey the, the law, the Old Testament law, He said, these blessings will come upon you. First, yeah. Then he says, if you disobey the law, these curses will come upon you. He's saying the same thing. That's what he's saying. First girl, this is what some people don't like to preach. The grace, once they've always saved people. But this is the truth. Amen. I found this many years ago. Are you there? Read, let's go. want to go. This is for either will love life. You see that? Life, life represents good things. Life means, uh, you know, good things. Blessings. Life means blessings. Life means health. Life means progress. It means prosperity. You know, it means joy. Life stands for all those things. Amen. Amen. So it says either will love. If you, if you love, you want life. You want the things of life. He says, and seek good days. Let him refrain his tongue. Remember, that's a member of your body, right? Remember we talked about that earlier. The member of your body. So let him refrain his tongue from evil. And his lips. That they speak no guile. You see that? He says, let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. That's just what? He's telling you don't be what? Carnally minded. Because these things that he has listed, they are carnal, they are carnal things. So he says, You want to see good days, you want to have a great life? He says, So this is Peter's version of saying that. So I said to be carnally minded is dead It will bring curses. Praise God. Then to be spiritually minded, that means what does it mean to be spiritually minded? That means to set your mind on the things of the spirit. What are the things of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, gentleness, goodness, faith, long-suffering, self-discipline, self-control. Hallelujah. Against such there is no law. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why it says, those who walk after the Spirit, the righteousness of the law is fulfilled in them. Hallelujah. Amen. Are, Are you seeing that? So he says, when you do this, when you are spiritually minded, he says you will experience what? Life. Life. I say life stands for blessings. stands for health, peace, progress, prosperity. Hallelujah. Grace. Hallelujah. Amen. What does that mean? What does that mean? Are you breaking it down? Can I break it down for you? Can I break it more? (laughs) Praise God. Well, what does that mean? Hey, come on. Isn't it similar to what Moses told them in the Old Testament? I said before you, blessings and curses, life and death. If you do this, you'll be blessed. If you do this, you'll be cursed. Isn't the same thing he's saying? It's the same thing, right? This is what one savior always says will not allow you to say. He <laughs> says to be carnally minded is death. That means if, you do, if you, your life is full of sin, He's telling you you're going to get curses. You're going to get trouble in your life. Then he says, if your life is full of righteousness, love, spiritually minded, he says you will get blessed. What does that mean? Somebody said, in Christianity, it's not about what you do, that God blesses you. (laughs) Praise God. Have you heard that before? What is this verse telling you? He says, to be spiritually minded is life mind means you are doing what? Righteousness. Ha ha ha. Praise God. You seen that? Hello. <laughs> Am I that Lucy guy somewhere? Are you following the scriptures? Yeah. He says to, be, to, be, to be spiritually minded is life and peace. He that says if you want to love life, you want to see good day, he says, yeah, do, do good. Do righteousness. <laughs> Praise God So don't listen to nobody Telling you in Christianity God does not bless you because of what you did What are you talking about He says he even gives more grace to the humble Don't you do something to the humble Humility is a fruit of the spirit Somebody in humility Is spiritually minded Praise God Amen Hallelujah So brothers and sisters Let no man deceive you with vain words. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's why it says, He that doeth righteousness is righteous. Amen. The same way. He that does right is blessed by God. He that does righteousness will be blessed by God. Hallelujah. Amen. Okay? So, don't let anybody deceive you and say, Oh, it's not about what you do. God does not bless you. We are on that grace. We are, <laughs> we are on that grace. It's not because of what you did. Your works are of no value. Such persons, they need to study more, you see. And stop deceiving themselves. Praise God. They need to study more. Hallelujah. You know, people try to run away from the truth. And they call it religion. They say Christianity is not a religion. And uh, we hope they come back to the truth before Jesus comes anyway. Praise God. That's what it says. To be carnally minded is what? To be spiritually minded is what? That's it. That's it. So hey, brothers and sisters, you want to, you want to enjoy life? Hallelujah. You want the blessings of God in your life? You want to express good days? Hallelujah. Be spiritually minded. Hallelujah. Be spiritually minded. Set your mind on the things of the Spirit. Love live in love, hallelujah amen live in love, love everybody, hallelujah love, joy, peace gentleness, meekness faith, long suffering, when your life is like this, hallelujah amen, your life will be full of blessings full of the blessings of God full of grace amen so if there's any area in your mind that you feel the flesh is dominating you, hey come on Go meditate on the truth. Hallelujah. Go and meditate on God's word concerning it. Because this is how to remove death from your life. Or else you will have death and life struggling in your life. Sometimes you experience good things, sometimes you experience bad things. No. Hallelujah. Amen. So, uh, thank you, Lord. John's Gospel, chapter 15. Oh yes. St John's Gospel chapter fifteen
0: from verse um, verse three. Remember
1: it says um it says um if we walk in the light as he is in the light. Amen. That's spiritually minded, you see? We have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ's Son cleanses us from all sins. You see that? That's it. That's the formula. So when you're walking, when you're spiritually minded, you'll be cleansed. Are you there? This is Jesus talking. He says, now you are what? You are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Hallelujah. You see, it's done by the blood and through the word. Amen. Hallelujah. When you were born again, you were born cleansed. When you were born again, your spirit was born perfect. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, to put that to reality in your life is through the word. Through the word. Through the perfect law of liberty. says now you are cleansed. You are clean through the word. So when you come to church, praise God. Amen. When you come to church, what? It's my duty to what? Clean you. <laughs> you get it, right? Uh huh. It's my duty to clean you through the Word. To cleanse through the Word of God. So when you come to church, you are cleansed. When you study the Bible yourself, when you meditate on God's Word, you are cleansing yourself. So you can do it yourself. And the minister can do his own too. Amen. You see? So you doing your own. The minister doing his own. Hey, in no time, you will become perfect. Hallelujah. You will become perfect. Indeed. Not just in born again. Indeed. You see, there's perfection when you got born again. But there's perfection in maturity. Hallelujah. Amen. So... You have to walk on yourself. As the man of God is working on you, you have to be working on yourself. You have to be cleansing yourself through the word. Amen. So he says for walking a light. That's that's why in um in isn't Timothy. It says, He that purges himself of these things shall become what? A vessel fit for the master's use. Remember, we talked about that in December or November there about. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's take one or two verses. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. It's a wonderful verse. You're going to like it. Verse 25. Husband, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for it, that he might what? Sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that you should be what? Holy and without blemish. So the washing of water, right? One more verse. Hebrews chapter twelve, chapter chapter ten, Hebrews chapter ten, verse twelve. Hebrews chapter ten this is a bonus one. Let's take a bonus one. Uh, because of time, it's too long, so let's go straight to verse twenty-two. <laughs> you can read from verse 12 later on. Verse 22. Hallelujah. Are you there? 22, what does it say? It says, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. There's pure water in the Bible. Praise God. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians, chapter seven. Second Corinthians, chapter seven. These are verses that you should go and meditate on. Verse one. Are you there? Want to go? Having therefore these promises, let us what cleanse ourselves. You see, so I say you cleanse yourself. And the pastor is cleansing you, walking together. You'll be clean in no time. Praise God. Let us cleanse ourselves from every what filthiness of the flesh. That's carnally minded. That's what he's talking about, right? And spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see that? So, we're cleansed by the blood, and the instrument for us to use is the word to cleanse ourselves. Amen. Amen. This is our bodies washed with the washing of water by the word. This is you are clean through the word I've spoken unto you. Amen. So, as you use the word of God, which is the truth, which is the law of the spirit of life, which is the perfect law of liberty. I should use the word of God to cleanse yourself. You find anything still in you that didn't go away? You cleanse yourself. Hallelujah. Cleanse your spirit and your, and your body. Hallelujah. Perfecting holiness. Unto, your, unto what? Unto you are perfectly holy. Indeed. Perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank God for the word. Thank you. Thank you for the perfect law of liberty. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for victory over sin. Victory over death. Death is no longer part of your life. You are free from death you are free from sin you are free the law of the spirit of life the law of the spirit of had made me free from the law of sin that leads to death that brings all character of death so no death is allowed in my life frustration disappointments is not allowed in my life I'm spiritually minded I'm setting my mind on the things of the Spirit. And as I set my mind on the things of the Spirit, death, sickness, disease, disappointments, curses, condemnation, is far from my life. It's gone from my life. Oh yes, I'm experiencing zoe. I'm experiencing grace. I'm experiencing peace. Peace with God. I'm experiencing prosperity. Good life in every area. Every area. Because I'm spiritually minded. I'm walking in love. I'm walking in peace, joy. I'm walking in patience. I'm walking in meekness. Yes. And I'm walking in faith. I'm full of faith. Oh, yes. Yes. Glory to God. Let's rise. Let's rise. And keep declaring these words. Hallelujah. Yes. Yes. Declare that death is far from you. Death is far from your life. No character of death. No influence of death in your life anymore. No influence of the Command it out. Yes, you are spiritually minded. Yes, your life is free from death. Your life is free from sin. Yes, the law of the spirit of life is what you are working on right now. You are working in the law of the spirit of life. And it makes you free. It makes you free. You are walking in newness of spirit. Oh yes. Thank you Holy Ghost. I'm walking in victory. I'm walking in victory. Oh yes. No death. No darkness. No curses in my life. Oh yes. I'm spiritually minded. Oh to be spiritually minded is life. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Oh yes, I'm enjoying Shalom, I'm enjoying Zoe, blessings, grace upon grace, in every area of my life, as I walk in the Spirit, as I do the works of the Spirit, as I bring forth fruits of the Spirit, as I walk in righteousness, in obedience to God's word, I'm experiencing increased blessing, I'm experiencing increased grace, oh yes. I'm spiritually minded. Oh yes. I'm thinking spiritually. I'm talking spiritually. I'm doing spiritual things. Oh, hallelujah. Oh yes. Oh yes. great are is He that is in me. I'm on that grace. Sin has no dominion over me. I'm under grace. Sin has no dominion over me. Death cannot reign in my life anymore. Frustration, curses cannot reign in my life anymore. I'm under grace. I'm under grace. Grace gives me the advantage over sin. Grace makes me free. Grace makes me free from the law of sin and death. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. I'm free. I'm free. Glory to God. I'm blessed. I'm victorious. Yes. I'm making progress. This week, every year of my life, I'm making progress. I'm moving forward. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Because I'm spiritually minded. The lines are falling onto me in pleasant places. Oh, yes. Because I'm spiritually minded. Things are working as well for my good. Because I'm spiritually minded. Oh, I'm experiencing grace in all the area of my life. Because I'm spiritually minded. Because to be spiritually minded is the way and shalom. Oh yes. I'm spiritually minded. My atmosphere, the atmosphere of my life is full of life. Oh, it's full of blessings. Full of angelic activities. Full of progress. No death in my atmosphere. Oh, yes, no sickness, no disease, no curses in my atmosphere, in every atmosphere of my life. Oh, yes. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Victory is yours. Victory is yours. Sin has no dominion over you. No dominion over you. In the name of Jesus, because you are under grace, you are under grace, grace makes you free from sin, grace gives you the ability to overcome sin, yes, yes, and as you walk in grace, you are receiving increased grace. To be spiritually minded is life and peace, you are experiencing life and peace. You are walking in the Spirit in every area of your life. It will become easy for you. Yes, many days from now, you will discover you cannot sin anymore. You will discover you cannot sin anymore. You will discover that sin has lost its dominion over your life. You are now walking in the Spirit. You are free from sin. You are free from the power of sin. You are free from death. Death has no power in your life. Death has no influence. No sickness in your life. You are full of Zoe, Full of blessings. Full of victory. Full of progress. The atmosphere of your life is full of good things. Good things are in you in Christ Jesus. Yes. Now you have good things in you. Hallelujah. Victory is yours. Promotion is yours. Prosperity is yours. Progress is yours. In the name of Jesus. Be healed in your body right now. Divine health is yours. Divine healing is yours. Divine immunity is yours. You are immune to all sickness and disease. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Divine power is yours. You are walking in dominion. You are walking in victory. Yes. Greater is he that is in you. than he that is in the world. Everywhere you go, you have favor. Everywhere you go, prosperity is yours. Everywhere you knock, the doors are open unto you. Because you are spiritually minded. Yes. Yes, victory is yours. Everlasting protection is yours. In the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Grace to you and peace from God. I am Waleo Kiaia Ine, pastor of Central Church. I would love to specially invite you to Center of Truth you see when you come to Center of Truth you see it's not just another church service it's a spiritual training institution many people go to church but they are not experiencing spiritual growth in their lives Listen, I tell you the truth it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are doesn't matter how rich you are or how poor you may be God wants to make you what he talks about like Jesus And as you fellowship with us, the spirit of truth will build you up day by day, service by service, such that as the weeks and months go by, you will easily see the changes and progress that you're making in your spiritual life and in every other area of your life. So, make it a date this Sunday. I would love to receive grace to you. If you believe in Jesus Christ and want to make him Lord of your life, please say this prayer from your heart. O Lord God, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I sincerely believe he died for my sins and was raised from the dead. I accept him as Savior and Lord of my life to live according to the truth of the kingdom of God. I am now saved and have eternal life in me. I am now born again and a child of God. Amen.